You're listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. I'm Father Roderick, and with us is also Cliff. How are you doing today? I've never been better, and it gets better every single day. Didn't you say that last time as well? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how Dave Ramsey always has it, better than I deserve. That's, well, that's true. response. Better every day. Well, and, and I was following you on the web uh, on your Facebook page, and you, boy, you did have a very good week this week. My weigh-in was a great day. Every, every Monday morning, right around 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning, I step on that scale just to see what it has to say for me each week, and... I'll t- I'm actually, I, I, I'm very excited, but I'm a little cautious this week. I lost four more pounds awesome. for a total total of 44 pounds lost since May 1st, but that's a little bit more than I wanted to lose. I, my goal is to lose two to three pounds a week because that's what I'm told, you know, that without having the kind of, you know, supervision and, and all the medical people that they have on the show... Uh, without that, it, it's really a healthier uh, choice to lose between two to three pounds a week for your hey, body. But four is good, you know. <laughs> four, four is good. I'll take it. It's more than and, I lost and, this week. I, I'm still recovering from my time in Australia, and I, I'm, I don't. I'm not sure if I mentioned that uh, I gained a few pounds while I was in Australia, and so I've been doing my best to reduce the, my calorie intake a little bit. I, I hardly had time to do a physical exercise this week. It's crazy, and yet I was able to lose uh, two pounds. Which I was happy with, but I guess that you've got immunity this week. Well, yes, I have immunity. You might be gone next week, Father Runner. I'm, I'm going to the elimination show. room. Oh, no. <laughs> so let me ask you this, because I, I think that's exciting to hear. I mean, it's not, a, first of all, it's not exciting to hear. And I do not support you and your poor decision to not have physical activity. But <laughs> with that being said, um, did you catch how I brought that in from the show? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, although you did not have your intentional physical activity like you usually would, you still lost weight. And I know why, but wh- how? why would you say that you did? Well, I think it's because uh, even if you don't work out, um, it is all a matter of calories in, calories out, like we said last week. And uh, by reducing my calorie intake, my body keeps burning calories and so if i go a little bit below what i would normally use um my body will will start to to burn off the fat and that is exactly what happened and so it's possible to to lose weight even if you're not if even if you're not training but if you would do if i would have trained if i would have you know went out for a run or, or do some i don't know uh resistance training i would have lost probably four pounds if i if i had really pushed it Exactly. And, and, and so, so you had asked me when you and I were talking uh, earlier in the week, how did I lose the four pounds? What did I do? And, and what, you know, what were some of the results of that? At least a lot of other people were asking as well. And for me, I dialed back. Uh, you know, I, I had been getting to the point where I was steadily losing you know, somewhere between a half a pound all, all the way up to about two pounds. And I really wanted to boost up to 2.2 pounds. And so I went into my application on my iPhone. I said, listen, I want to boost my goal up to 2.2 pounds. And it says, well, you need to dial your calorie intake back to 1400 calories right. net for the net for the day. Now I can still eat six or I can still eat 2000 calories in the day. I just need to burn 600 of those yes. and I'll lose 2.2 pounds. Well, what happened was, is I dialed back my calories. I kept my physical activity up, but there were a couple, there were a couple days where 
I didn't consume a net of 1400 instead I consumed less and that's why I got to the four four pound loss this week but I just want to say for everybody out there I have a I have a strict policy that I will never consume less than 1200 calories gross per day so at least 1200 calories are going into my body every single day and that is very important because on. if you if you would go below that if if you your intake suddenly drastically reduces your body could go into what's called a starvation mode where your body just basically panics and it's like whoa where's the food i need to conserve food conserve energy because i'm apparently in a situation where i'm not sure that we're going to survive and so that might shock your body in a way that no matter how little you eat it will you will still uh, retain your your weight and that is i think what jillian warned against last week when they had that incredible challenge of losing 150 pounds with the 15 of them she said whatever you do don't go in starvation mode don't starve yourself because that is going to jeopardize everything you work for and so i think it's very wise to maintain that level you know at 1200 1400 um but um before we enter into lessons learned uh, let's talk about this this last episode let's do the recap so cliff first first thoughts first comments on on the show amazing episode all the way through from beginning to end I loved it. I, matter of fact, it was probably one of my favorite themes because I think it's important. It's an important theme. This week was all about choices, and 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 for me, it it showed very clearly that these people were given, you know, obviously temptations, challenges, and they had a choice to make. You could either do this or you could choose this, and some of those choices are not wise choices, and and. You know what? For I, th- I think that they gave some very clear black and white issues there. But in our day-to-day life, we don't always have those black and white issues. And so I, I really like that they at least gave us something that was very clear and easy to comprehend. And, you know, with, with the decisions that Tracy made this week, oh my gosh, I was about ready to go through the television and wring her neck. <laughs> in case you haven't seen the episode, or if you are in a country where they don't air The Biggest Loser, here's what happened. The first choice that they had to make was, uh, would you rather um, have your trainers this week or have an advantage during the weigh-in? And uh, in order to determine who could, uh, they, they would basically had to step forward. And the advantage was just two pounds. And so everybody's like, oh, two pounds, we'll burn that in two hours. That's no problem. Or we burn that in a day. And yet, all of a sudden, this Tracy, who was the, the woman who actually uh, had to go to the hospital in the, during the first episode, she had just returned. And she steps forward for two pounds advantage. And she gave up not just the trainer for herself, but also for Coach Mo, who is her teammate. And of course, you could tell that Coach Mo was was really not happy. Um, I mean, he came to the ranch, to The Biggest Loser, to be trained by, by Bob and Jillian. And now someone else takes that away from, uh, from him. It was just incredible. Um, so impulsive. And, and I think that has been one of the biggest problems with Tracy during this episode. She's constantly, she's not thinking. She's just, you know, on, she's like a, a loose cannon. She just does whatever she, she feels at that moment without thinking it through. And of course, that will, that will eventually um, 
uh, be be a huge uh, uh, danger for her. I mean, she she's now I think the target number one for everyone. Because if you are so impulsive and you don't do this journey with uh, you know thinking about every step you take, if you don't really understand why you make the choices that you make, then you know in the end you'll lose. And so she definitely went for gameplay. And of course, uh, Coach Mo was not the only person who was quite unhappy with that. This is correct. She she definitely made a choice that not only affected her, affected her partner, and also affected the relationships that she has with everybody there. Including the trainers. Including the trainers. Jillian, Jillian was mad. I've hardly ever seen her so mad during an episode. And, and this wasn't theater. It wasn't played. I think this was genuine, you know, frustration. It's like, what are you doing? That's right. And you would think, of course, that she had learned her lesson. But then we move on to another challenge or the temptation. I'm not sure how these things work out in the show, but I'm, I'm starting to catch on. But they do they call the temptation a challenge as well? No, the, the temptation is something different. The temptation usually has to do with food or um, like they're tempted with their old behavior. And then, of course, it's all about character. Do you can you steer away despite the the the, the you know the possible short term gain? But do you do you resist or do you do the gameplay? And so that usually has to do with food. Whereas a challenge is always a physical challenge, and it's usually a very tough one, and it gets worse over time during the season. But the temptation came first. Okay, well then let, let's talk about the temptation for just a moment. The, the, this temptation was that they had a choice again. You can control your diet or you can control this activity or, you know, so again, it's the idea of being in control, Mm -hmm. you know, and and do you want to be in control of what you do personally or do you want to be in control of external sources? Yeah, of the game, basically. Do you want to be a game player or is this about real control over your life and health? That's exactly right. And and we now, of course, Tracy made the really poor decision at, during the the original the first challenge there and Bob and or was no was it yeah no it was actually both of them Bob and Jillian both spent an hour taking a spending time for an hour in conversation with Tracy and Coach Mo and and while everybody else was up there at the gym working out basically having no trainer for an hour devoted their time and really sat down and said you know we've got to talk about why you made this decision and you've you know you got to talk to that voice and say okay i acknowledge that you're there go away and don't we all have to do that by the way well i think that that was a very uh, important general message in that and that is don't get impulsive when you get scared don't get impulsive when emotion takes over and of course all these contestants are in a under incredible pressure i mean half the world is watching you and you're in this gameplay you can be out of the game the next week or the next day and so of course that is that is uh putting a lot of stress on them and it's usually when emotions emotions overtake us that we say that, that we make the wrong decisions and especially when it comes to food how many of us have had these moments of emotional eating where you're under pressure there's something going on on an emotional level and in order to to push that away or to compensate for that we start eating and we, we start eating the worst things and i think the message of that bob and jillian wanted to convey to tracy was take control of your choices don't let emotion take control of you including fear if you are afraid 
externalize it. Tell yourself, hey, I'm afraid here. There is that, there is that fear again. And objectivize it in a certain way, but don't let it take over because it, as, as, as soon as you start, if, if your impulses uh, take over, then you will probably make the wrong decision. And that was the whole message. And you'd think that after an hour, she got it, but mm, not really. Not really, because in this this temptation, uh, the the challenge was this: is that everybody had a 100 calorie cupcake in front of them. Which, how in the world do you get a cupcake with only 100 calories? But anyway, we won't go there. They were tiny. They had, these, <laughs> they had this little tiny, I mean, bite sized cupcake. Uh, maybe even half a bite sized cupcake, 100 calories, and it says, "Listen, whoever eats the most number of cupcakes within what 10 minutes." Mm-hmm. So whoever eats the most number of cupcakes within 10, 10 minutes will have the opportunity to decide who goes behind or below the yellow line and, and is up for, you know, is possibly up for elimination. Yeah, because these contestants are right now working in pairs. And so the, the total weight usually determines, you know, who will stay above the yellow line and who is, you know, has lost the least. But in this case, the winner of the, of the game of the temptation could determine, well, from this pair, I only want her weight or his weight to count. And so if you would, you know, if you try to, to, um, to, to, to eliminate certain players, you could say, well, okay, I, I think that this girl will probably have lost l- less than, than her partner. And so I'm going to choose her weight to, be, uh, to determine whether or not you know, they go below the yellow line. I was very shocked to see Antoine eat. I, I mean, it, it, didn't, it seemed a little out of place for me, but he actually was the person who started the, the eating of the cupcakes. I also was shocked to learn that, you know, he's going to start, but he's only going to eat two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, come on. I mean, seriously, if, I, if, if, if you made the decision to eat, do you really only eat two? Well, that's what, what, I, what tells me that it was not really a, a, a very, it, it wasn't thought through. It was an impulse. He just was, oh, okay, I'm going for it. And then he's like, what am I doing? And then he stops. <laughs> yeah. I, and and I, I want to say that I admire him for stopping it too. You know, and, and I, I can kind of see where he's going, but at this point in the game, and, and, and I think that the Bob and Jillian said this at the beginning or at the end of the show, is like, listen, this is too early in the game to try to be in control, to play the game. Yes. You know, you, you're not at that level yet. You're not at that point yet. And can I just say that the, the relationships are so much more important here. You, you, you build those relationships. And, you know, of course, you know, there's the whole, you know, are you going to, are you going to put me up? Are you going to? Are, are we friends? I thought you said you'd never let me down. You know, those relationships can't are not yet formed over the course of two weeks. And you take on the power of controlling the the weigh-ins, and you make enemies that way. Oh yes, definitely. I mean, you set yourself up for elimination if you uh, start to uh, to break those relationships. So the control over the game is actually not at all a blessing. It is something that that will destroy you. Exactly. And, and, and if, yeah. And and so <laughs> there was another person, st- you know, starting uh, or, or being. She, it was Tracy again. She started eating, and not just two cupcakes, but she ate, I think, four. She ate four. the The way they edited the show, it looked like she had many more than four. But then all of a sudden, <laughs> they revealed that she only ate four. Which I, I just want to say, as I first of all, I think it's crazy that she did it, yeah. and very impulsive. Yet once again, 
Um, I can I just say that you know, say what you want to and feel the way that you want to feel about Tracy. I would have to say that some of the way that I felt about Tracy is a lot of the ways that the producers of the show wanted me to feel about Tracy because that's the way they edited the sure. what they showed us, sure. showing only certain facial expressions at certain times when I'm sure that those came at different times and stuff like that. So I understand they're playing a game with us, the audience. Absolutely. But I want to. I can see how Tracy can rationalize this decision. Hmm. And 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 the and this is where I where I would say is like okay, I've already done something stupid and irrational and and I I realize it was a stupid mistake to to only have these 2 cal or to have these 2 pounds and now we have no trainer all week, which means that we're probably not going to be anywhere near the weight losses everybody else here uh, on the ranch. So, uh, and, so again, it was fear. It was based on, I've, we've already gone down this road, so let's finish it anyway. That, let's just do this it, one as well. That, and that's exactly it. I mean, and not only that, but it's like, I've, and, and I feel maybe there was some remorse about, you know, bringing coach Mo down with her. Hmm. It's like, well, we can't get off. And, and this is one way for me to at least make it up for the team to take one for the team here. And, and at least I'll have some control and keep us in another week. Yeah, yeah. And and so so and and I think what the and of course we'll get into valuable lessons learned. But the whole the rationalizing that we do, Tracy didn't just jump out impulsively on this one. I don't believe because she took there was much time to think about this one. Whereas in the first challenge, that was very, I mean you could just tell it was impulsive. I mean, number one, I would I would have jumped across the line once they got up to you know you know eight pounds or something like that. <laughs> If nobody else jumped over, but two pounds, that was very impulsive just to jump over the line. It was absolutely ridiculous. But here, I think this one wasn't as impulsive, but yet it was still a decision made out of fear and anxiety. And But at the same time, I think that there was probably some kind of rationalization that she was going on in her mind, which again is faulty thinking. Well, it's it's something that we've all experienced as well. I mean, even if you try to maintain, let's say, a food journal for the for the week and you're trying to keep your calorie count and, and, and you know exactly what you can eat and then all of a sudden you get invited for dinner by a friend and you eat way too much. I mean, how easy it is it afterwards to tell yourself, oh, pff, I already blew it today, so let's eat another bag of potato chips and, oh, let's eat those donuts as well, since I'm already, you know, I already messed up anyway. And so we, we, we kind of use our first failure to justify all the other failures afterwards. And, you know, so we give up, basically. We quit. That's exactly right. And of course, uh, the next thing I want to mention from the episode recap is just to throw this in here, and I think it happened in between the challenge and the temptation, but we learned that Abby had fractured her tibia, True. And, which meant she could not do the land-based physical activity that everybody else was doing. And I just love the, the thing that they brought out of that is that it's like, okay, this isn't the end of the world. Uh, we're going to pump you up with some calcium. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna address this medically. But we're not letting you off the hook. We've got the swimming pool. And I think it was an occasion for her to show how strong she really had become with the crisis that she experienced earlier in her life and her motivation being so strong. She was like, well, I'm not going to let this injury stop me. I'll just work out other parts of my body. Well, yes, I'll do the swimming. I'll do the diet. There's still lots of other things that you have control over. And this minor setback was nothing compared to the disaster that happened in her life when she lost her family. 
And so it's just so impressive to see someone who is already mentally so strong. I think already, if, if she's not voted out, she is definitely, I think, one of the biggest threats. I mean, she might win this whole thing just because she is so, her mind is so in the right place to win this competition. Well, that's exactly the thing. She she is completely sold out to this. What else does she have except for desiring to have some sort of, you know, this is why I'm still here. Yeah, she's definitely a huge example, not just for the other contestants, but also for the people that are that are watching. So there was another challenge, uh, the ramp and yeah. the decision to uh, either go a short distance with uh, two five pound weights or to go a longer distance with 25 pound weights. And at the end of this longer distance or shorter distance, there was this big ramp with, I don't know, a, like it seeming, I mean, was that like a 45% incline yeah, or what? must have been very tough. Plus it was warm, it was, the sun was shining, so it was a grueling uh, exercise. But I love the way it, it turned, it wasn't really a very spectacular challenge, but what I liked, the green team won, um, but what I loved is that uh, everybody started to help all the other contestants to finish the thing. And so everybody finished, even when the winner was already known. And, and that's another important lesson. I think it was perhaps the most important theme in this whole episode. It's whatever you do, never give up. Always finish the journey. Because why did they get in, you know, why did they get so unhealthy in the first place? It's usually because they gave up on themselves. They gave up on living healthy. And, and, and one of the things that these challenges do is to push you to the extreme, just like the last chance workout. And, you know, there's always this feeling of, oh, let's give up. We'll never win anyway. And, and so you have to turn that off in your head. You have to tell yourself, well, instead of telling myself, I can't do this, or it doesn't matter anymore, we've lost anyway. Tell yourself, well, I'm currently still struggling with, but, you know, always give yourself hope and keep yourself motivated. And, and whatever you do, never quit. That's right. And I mean, just think about it this way. It, it, we're all on a journey, and, the, it, you know, uh, and whenever we're on a journey, there are going to be setbacks, there are going to be obstacles in our way. But the, the important thing is that, you know, look, look at w where we've come from and see where we are today. And remember that back when, before we got this thing started, we had not had any kind of experience in this new lifestyle. So, so let's, let's understand that it is a journey. It is a process of learning. Uh, and, and, and there are going to be many things that we try to do that, that doesn't work out that we just need to say, okay, well, you know, I, okay. Matter of fact, that's one of the things I do on a weekly basis, Father Roderick, is, is I, I actually look at the scale and I go back to my food journal And I say, okay, whether I've lost weight, whether I've maintained the same weight, I didn't actually lose anything like I wanted to. What I do is I look at my food journal, which in, it actually includes not just my food intake uh, and my calories, but it also includes my uh, daily physical activity. And I look at those choices. And whenever I go over budget on my calories and stuff like that, I make a note as to why I thought I did that. And so at the end of the week, when I get on the scale, it's like, I lost weight because of this, 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 or I did not lose weight this week because I did not maintain control when I was in this different environment. Right, that's, so a very, that's a very good way to, to, uh, to handle setbacks. It's instead of just giving up and, oh, I messed up again, it's never going to work, tell yourself, so, hey, 
I can learn something from this. And then if you've learned why this happened, if you've analyzed it and, and then you've learned a valuable lesson and, and it's still a gain, you might have, you know, not lost that much, but it's still something that you've learned and that will help you in the long run. Absolutely. So, so let's go to the to final, the- yeah, the, the, the conclusion of the show, the weigh-in. Very, very dramatic. I've never seen a weigh-in that was this emotional, especially not at the beginning of the season. But boy, oh boy, what a... What a terrible... I, I had to, a hard time just watching it. I, was, I felt so sorry for all these people, especially because Tracy was constantly messing up everything by... Oh, gosh, just... It, it was as if she was planning on eliminating half of the contestants right there on the spot. I know. It, and what a horrible position to be in to have those decisions. And I, and I don't... I, I really was upset with her for for choosing Shay because obviously yeah. at, you know when you have when you are that heavy when you're one, when you're the heavier contestants even if you've lost more weight your percentage loss is so much lower and she knew that yes yes you could and tell and she chose that anyway and i'm like that uh, it, 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 you know and, and one of the things i don't like about the show is that i don't like sitting there judging people <laughs> and i felt so judgmental i'm like oh yeah and 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 so we're going to talk about the red team in just a minute, but wow, that was just like, how can you do that? How can you make that control? And was yeah. this worth all of this? Yeah, well, I think instead of being judgmental, I mean, in that way, the watching the show could also be a training for ourselves, almost like a mental, exactly. ju- spiritual training, not to judge that person, but to realize that she is really currently completely out of control. And that is probably the yeah. story of her life. She doesn't think before she acts. And so Tracy is probably the one that needs the most help to get out of that mind frame and get out of that, you know, uh, she is basically just holding on to the gameplay because she feels she has no control over herself, over her own yes. destiny. And that's why she wants to control the game. And so that's something to be sorry for instead of, you know, just hating her. But definitely, yeah, it's a, the show and the way it's edited, you need like, you need the dark side and you need the the, the yep. good side. That's how television works. But yep. yeah, it's dramatic what happens there with, with Tracy. And especially since she won the whole thing. She was the biggest loser. Well, duh, I thought. She has she is now in the stage where these other contestants were at the beginning of the game. She just lost water weight. This is her first week yeah. in the house. The first week that she go, goes on a diet, she reduces her salt intake. No wonder she lost, what was it, 11 pounds. But yeah. it makes the whole thing even more, you know, unfair in a way. You know, one of the things that I I, I admire, uh, and and and, but yet at the same time I agree with Jillian is Coach Mo. I I admire that you know he is supportive of his team member. Yeah. Or not, okay. No. 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 Not supportive. That that he understands that that he's still on a team. Yeah. But I but I agree with Jillian that it's not right for him to be so supportive of her decisions. Yeah. So Coach Mo was is Tracy's teammate, and of course he's been, uh, you know, set back by Tracy's wrong choices, and and so he during the way, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna support it anyway. I have to because I'm a team member. And Jillian is no, you should not facilitate destructive behavior. And currently Tracy is destroying herself. And you should not sacrifice or jeopardize your own health and your own future because of 
Tracy who's going down the drain. And this is, again, such a universal thing. What I, I immediately thought of, of family situations where, for instance, a child gets addicted to drugs or something like that and then can destroy a family because everybody keeps facilitating that and uh, instead of, you know, putting some boundaries in place. And so it's always that, that, that very hard line to walk, you know, do I support or is it better for that person if I say, well, this is my, this is the, the, this is the point of no return. This is where we separate. This is my boundary. And in this, in this situation, I felt that Coach Mo actually sacrificed himself a little bit too much and, and allowed Tracy to go way over his boundaries. Absolutely. And, and now that you're talking about sacrifice, though, I want to say probably my favorite thing about this episode was the elimination talk yes. and, and the decision. The red team, Antoine and Sean, oh my goodness. Yeah. This is an example of how to just simply do life on so, television. Yeah, both the red team and the orange team. The red team, uh, two boys, and the orange team is uh, Dan from uh, the previous season and Shay, the biggest girl in the house. And they both ended up under the yellow line. And so it meant that one of the two teams had to be eliminated. And then mm. you've got, the, you, they show you this whole discussion that is going on in the house, you know, who should stay? And of course, everybody should stay. No one is ready to leave. But I think that uh, what, what impressed me so tremendously was that immediately, without even thinking about it, th those two red team members, Antoine and uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Sean. And Sean. Sean. They looked at each other and they were like, we're going to sacrifice ourselves. We have a support system at home. We can do this at home. And, and Sh uh, Shay needs to be here. It's, a, it's about her. You know, she could die if she doesn't stay here. And, uh, and so... I loved what they said. The The biggest gift that you can give is self-sacrifice. And that's what they yeah. gave. Uh, and so they convinced all the other participants, you know, vote for us. Vote us out. We'll go home because we don't want the orange team to go home. And I, I thought... I'm getting chills right now just, <sighs> just remembering that decision and seeing it play out. And I thought it, it was so grand and so completely selfless. And such a contrast, and that's what I think will make the episode so strong. You had this contrast between um, Tracy, who is extremely selfish, not because she's a bad person, but because she's afraid and because she needs to hold on to something. So she tries to control the game. And then you've got this totally opposite uh, attitude of the red team, and they let go. They're like completely selfless. We sacrifice ourselves because we trust the people around us at home. We trust that we can do this. We have faith in ourselves. You know, might even have faith in God. But, you know, they had this, this confidence. And so there was no fear there. And they did, didn't, they weren't afraid at all to let go of, you know, their, their time in the house. And I thought it was just incredibly impressive. For me, in my eyes, they have already won this season. I thought it was yes. the, the best thing that I've ever seen on The Biggest Loser. I, I, can I just say, I love what Sean said. He says, listen, you guys, um, I love every one of you. There's, no, there's nothing I wouldn't do for any of you. And, and, and I'm like, and, and, and then he says this. He says, Tracy, you did some really crazy stuff, but I still love you. Yeah. And I'm like, that is it. That is it. I mean, 
if let's all take that away from this show. I mean, gosh, what how awesome of an example of that. And and how great is it to know that they did have what it takes because since leaving the show, Sean has since lost 124 pounds. Yeah. Antoine has lost 105 pounds. Unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, that it's beautiful. Awesome. It's beautiful. And it just shows how much uh, this show is much more than about the game or even about weight loss. This is about character. It's about who do you want to be? Do you want to be this person who is in control of his or, or her own life? Do you want to be a giving person, someone who becomes healthy, not just for egotistical motives, but because you have a responsibility for your family, for your for your parish, for your community, for the people around you. Um, and, and if you can find that motivation in what you can mean to other people, if you are a healthy person, then that will be so strong that you will get there. You will finish and you will win. And uh, at one point, Bob is so upset with what Tracy did that he says, you know, I hate game players. Game players will gain back all the fat. It always happens like that. And I think he's totally right because it's, it's the wrong motivation. And so exactly. the, the, the red team just showed, I mean, they could wrap up the show right now after this episode. I mean, this was the most important lesson, <laughs> I think. This was it. It was so cool. But of course, there are many other lessons that we can learn from this episode. And perhaps it's now time for our next segment. And that is, what did we learn? Now, uh, Cliff, we've already talked about some of the lessons learned, but what were for you the most important uh, lessons that you take away from from this episode? Well, I, I, I said it a little bit at the beginning, and I'll say it here again. And this is something I learned about finances many years ago. Uh, every matter of fact, I'll even say it in that the way that I learned it was that every single minute financial decision I make today will forever not just for now, but not just in a couple of weeks, not just, but forever, for the rest of my life, every minute financial decision that I make now will forever affect every financial decision I make in the future. And I learned that, and I, and, and, you know, thank you, Dave Ramsey. Uh, and, and I learned how to live debt free. Now, now what I've come to do, learn is that same principle applies in living a healthy lifestyle. Every decision I make re, 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 related to my health, whether it be no matter how small, whether it is should I, you know, for my snacks, should I eat maybe an ounce of cashews or two of those pop tarts, hmm. you know, or should I, you know, should I go for a a forty five minute jog or should I sit down and spend the next forty five minutes catching up on my favorite television show? Every minor decision, every choice that I make will forever affect the future of my health and my decisions in the future. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and not only that, but my relationships with other people. And, and that's what I learned from Tracy is that, you know, I, she made some decisions and it affected the next decision that she made. And not only that, but it's going to affect all the decisions and all the things that happen, no matter how long, whether she's there just for another week or all the way to the end. It's going to negative those many of those negative choices that she made will forever impact her in this game. 
Unless, unless people forgive her, unless she turns around, unless she makes a change. And there, there's always this whole, the, the whole season started with an episode called Second Chances. And so right. I hope that she will get a second chance, that she will give herself a second chance to not be afraid and to let go and trust the trainers and trust the process uh, what, that she goes through. And, and that, is, that is, for me, a very valuable lesson in this uh in this episode it's no matter what happens and even if you make the wrong decisions from time to time don't be afraid don't let it shut you down and and make you give up because there's always a the next day can be the beginning of the rest of your life i mean sounds incredibly cliche but it's so true and how often have i been in the situation where i just gave up i was like i can't do this or i got an injury yeah. while overtraining and I, when i started running at first i had no idea what i was doing i had no trainers so i was just like i'm gonna run and then i i got injured after a few weeks yeah no wonder i i was now i understand why i shouldn't have done that but uh at the time at that time it set me back months because i got injured i was like okay oh i can't run anymore oh I should I shouldn't have trained so much. I'm going to give up. And I started, you know, binging again and eating all sorts of bad stuff. And and it took me really literally a few months before I started to tell myself, "Well, wait a second. This is not the end. I can always start again now that the injury is healed again. I can pick myself up and start again." And you know, okay, I lost a few months, but there's always another day. And and that that drive. And it, that's all about motivation, of course, because you can only Tell yourself that when you're very much motivated by what is really important in your life and not being motivated by impulses or by fear. And, and, and that's, that's another question that we, uh, or a thing that we might want to talk about a little bit is um, what, what motivated us to start this journey? What motivated you, Cliff, to, to, to start? I mean, <laughs> you've, you've gone through so many changes this last year it's just unbelievable i've been following you right from the start and so i've i've seen even the period before you even had the, the idea of you know i'm gonna lose weight and so all of a sudden i see this change going on it's like what is what has come over him you know what <laughs> you were well, almost as if you were reprogrammed at one day it, it, it was. It was. And it, I'll tell you. I'll never forget May first, two thousand nine. It, it was the day that my life. It was. It was the. It was the first day of the rest of my life. Uh, and there was. It was as though I had completely had new programming in my mind and in my heart and in my soul and in my purpose in life and everything. And I will tell you that uh, back in January of this year. Uh, by the way, can I just share with folks real quickly? Uh, as, as far as motivation for what got me started, can I just share real quickly some of the health effects of being just overweight and obese? Yeah, go ahead. And or obese. Number one on the list, coronary heart disease or risk of heart attack. Number two on the list, risk of stroke. Number three on the list, type 2 diabetes. Number four on the list, liver disease or and or gallbladder disease. Uh, next on the list, sleep apnea and respiratory or breathing problems. Next on the list, hypertension, high blood pressure, uh, endometrial breast cancer, colon cancer, uh, osteoarthritis, uh, dyslipid, 
I can't say it, dyslipidemia or whatever, <laughs> uh, high cholesterol basically, uh, and gynecological problems for women, including mm. infertility. Mm. So there's a lot of thi- a lot of bad stuff that can end your life as a result of being e- even overweight, and certainly if you're obese. Which, by the way, I am still obese even after losing 44 pounds. I am still obese, mm. but with that, I want to say that I'm not going to be forever. January of this year, I went to the hospital, Father Roderick, with yeah. massive pains in my chest. Ew. I mean, it, it felt as though somebody had taken an ice pick and, and just basically drilled it right into the center of my chest. Oh, that's scary. And, and I did not know what was going on. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. Turns out that I had um, a, a massive gall, I had massive gallbladder stone, gallstones in my gallbladder. And it turns out they needed to remove it. Uh, and there were some doctors and some miscommunication between different doctors. And I'm not being dramatic when I tell you I literally almost died in the hospital in January. <sighs> My doctors almost killed me as a result of me of them not paying attention. Now, was that the, the biggest motivation for you to make that, that huge shift in your life? Well, it, it didn't happen immediately. What happened was that I, re- in recovery of my gallbladder, as you know, Father Roderick, even about a year and a half ago, I started to try to make some changes to my life. Mm-hmm. But I, I never changed the way I ate. I never changed them. I just wanted to lose weight. We've shared that before. Slim fast. But, exactly. <laughs> or, or anything, you know, just to starve myself if I have to. But no, uh, the thing is, though, is that this taught me something. And by the way, after I was in recovery, I gained a lot of weight. Mm. I mean, I really blew up because I wasn't out walking every day. And then I had an excuse and every day become another excuse. Well, I've already messed up this far. So finally, um, you know, I'm sitting here looking at my body and I'm just desperately not feeling like, you know, I am any source of inspiration to my family. I am I'm a complete letdown to everybody who's who's ever tried to follow me. As far as living a balanced life, I am working myself to death. I'm not going to grow up and I'm not going to see my kids grow up. I am literally going to die before my time. Hmm. And while I'm not guaranteed any time on this earth, you know, I want to make sure that as much as I can, I stay healthy for a longer period of time. There are a couple things that I know that I'm called to do in my life. And that's number one, to be a husband to my wife. Number two, to be a father to my children for as long as I can possibly be in control of it. I want to do the best. So those are two motivating factors. And then I know that I'm called to be an encouragement and inspiration in in where God's called me to lead a ministry. And how can I encourage and inspire others when my life is so far out of whack? And then this is one other motivation. I hadn't shared this with a lot of people, but, um, you know, probably the last week in April, I noticed that my on my left arm or my left hand, my pinky finger and half of my ring finger uh, went numb. Ew. Uh, no, no feeling, uh, well, little feeling in them at all. Yeah. And I, I thought, okay, well, this is just because I work on a computer all day. It's carpal tunnel. I looked it up. Carpal tunnel, believe it or not, is from your thumb, localized to your thumb. Yeah. And it's your, it's your index finger and middle finger and the other half uh-huh. of your ring finger. And so I looked up and I said, okay, what would be the cause of numbness in my pinky finger? And there were two reasons. Number one, stroke. Number two uh, is, is it's uh, neuropathy, which is tied to diabetes. And Ugh. of course, 
Jeez. I'm at great risk for both of these with my overweightness. And so before I went to the doctor and they immediately put me on medication, I said, I'm, I'm going to drop some pounds because I know that that's going to be something they're going to want me to do. And they're not going to think that I'm going to be able to do it. So they're going to just throw me on all kinds of medication. <laughs> yeah. And so before I go to the doctor, I'm going to lose weight. And that's how this all got started. Wow. Incredible. And by the so of all those things, number one, I was suffering from breathing problems. Um, I was I I never was diagnosed with sleep apnea, but I'm sure I had it. Um, I had hypertension. I used to be treated by medication with high blood pressure. I've recently went to the doctor. I am uh, no, I am no longer on. I I no longer have high blood pressure, and I did have gallbladder disease. So those are my those were some of the instigators or the catalyst for my change. Definitely. But my motivation is my faith in God and my relationship with my wife and kids and a desire to encourage and inspire others yeah. that, that follow what I do online. And that's the positive. That's the positive side of motivation. Motivation can always exist, uh, consist of these two things. It can be fear for, you know, if I don't do this, I'm going to die or I'm going to be, I don't know, living with uh, uh, diabetes for the rest of my life. And there's always a positive side. You know, this is what it's going to bring me. This is what I'm going to gain by getting healthy. And that, I think, is perhaps even stronger in terms of long-term motivation than just a fear of dying. Because that, uh, at one point, you will lose that, that risk because you will reduce the risk by getting healthier. But then that ongoing motivation, I'm, I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for my children, for my wife, for, you know, the people that I want to serve. Um, that is, that is going to be the, the best uh, prize that you can win if you if you start on this journey. Well, we've talked a lot about the show. We've talked a little bit about our own motivation. Um, but I am very curious to hear from our listeners. And so it's time for our feedback section. Cliff, take it away. All right. So we have a ton of wonderful feedback. And rather than talk a whole lot about it, there's a lot to cover. So we're going to start off with uh, Richie, who called in. And this is what Richie had to say. Hi, Cliff. Hi, Father Roderick. This is Richie calling from Bavaria, Germany. And I just listened to the first three episodes of your new podcast. And it is really great. It is entertaining. It is educational. And you two have great chemistry. And I really liked it, although I'm not watching Biggest Loser, it was really easy for me to follow you, what you're talking about, and this really, really great podcast. Well, a little bit about my story. I started walking because of uh, Cliff's Walkcasts last June or July, I don't remember exactly, uh, July 2008 that is. And well, I really lost some pounds and I started chugging in September 2008, but then I hurt my knee and over the winter I lost all my motivation and with losing motivation I gained back a lot of the weight I just lost. And well, this spring I started all over again, but this time so I even changed my eating style and all that. And so I was really able to drop a lot of uh, kilograms again. And well, I hope your podcast will help me stay motivated this time through the whole winter so that I don't gain back lots of the weight I just lost. I started with a uh, 78 kilograms. Now I'm down to 72 and my goal will be 
and this is your the challenge you all wanted us to talk about. My challenge will be to drop another two to three kilograms to have a weight of less than 70 kilograms. To do so, I will be chugging three times a week at least 10 kilometers on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays and I will have an, a walk of at least one hour on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, here you are. These are my commitments. And you were talking about uh, labels in the last podcast and I really want to stress how important it is that even if you eat sweets from time to time or chips, you can reduce the amount of calories you take in a lot in this area because it really depends on what they put into the sweets and what they you really use to produce them and how to how they produce them. So I found out that there are a lot of chips and there's a difference of 200 to 300, sometimes even 400 calories between different brands. So really keep an eye on that. Well... Greetings from Germany. I hope you two stay losers. Bye. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, read the labels. And Richie, we will do whatever we can to support you in your journey. What's next? Absolutely. We have Mary from Minnesota. So, Mary, take it away. Hey, Cliff. This is Mary, author of my audio journal podcast. I have just been listening to the Biggest Loser fan podcast. And I am so happy that you guys did this. I know, I believe I put on one of my podcasts or maybe it was my blog that two of the best, my idols, you know, have now gotten together and like, I'm doing a podcast together. So I am like so stoked for you guys. I'm really, really happy. Um, and I'm not really happy because there is, um, there's a, I'm not really happy there is a reason. Um, the physical therapist and I said, you know what? You're not going to be able to walk. So I'm back to square one of not walking. I am going to try and talk to the doctor, the actual doctor, and see if I can go do a new step, which is just you're sitting down and you're using your arms and your legs. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to try and see if I can do that instead of walking. So I just wanted to give you an update on how I am pursuing a balanced life and how awesome the new the new podcast is. Um, and I'm so proud. I'm so proud that you guys are together <laughs> and doing a podcast. This is so awesome. Well, thank you, Mary. So, that's all I have. Say. All right. Well, Bye. again, it's a, it's an injury, uh, and but it shouldn't stop you. And yeah, do talk to your doctor and see if there's something else that you can do. I, I like the suggestion um, uh, f uh, to go swimming uh, that was made during the show. I mean, that that's a, a great way if you're injured uh, to still have a good workout, but it won't put stress on your on your joints or on your on your bones. So that might be a great alternative as well. So who else called in? <laughs> Wait, next up, we have Stephen. Hi, Father Roderick and Cliff. This is Stephen. I'm calling in for Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. <clears throat> I've been struggling with an unhealthy lifestyle for many years. I'm in my early 40s. I'm 100 pounds overweight right now. I've been up and down over the past year, losing 30, gaining 20, losing 15, gaining 20. You guys have been there. Well, inspired by your show last week, I'm starting again, starting from scratch, recommitting myself, 
and trying to see if I can finish this time. Like the uh, Biggest Loser episode this past week, it's about finishing. So that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm three days in. I'm in the middle of my four-mile walk right now, and I'll be listening every week. Thank you. Fantastic. Yeah, that was great. Great feedback, Stefan. We're so happy to hear that. And and again, we're here to to support you morally. We're no we're no trainers, but we've been there. We've done that. We've been on the yo-yo thing. But uh, <laughs> by the way, I was watching an episode of The Simpsons. This is an aside. And uh, in that episode, Homer Simpson has to become a an actor in a superhero movie. But of course, he doesn't really have the physique to play a superhero. And so he goes on this. <laughs> on this training schedule and he tells his trainer the first thing he tells him yeah i've been a yo-yo dieter as well i was like yo give me an ice cream yo give me a hamburger (laughs) (laughs) that's funny stuff all right hey the next thing is uh some audio feedback from jen and uh if you go to biggestloserpodcast.com there's a category called before and after and i went ahead and posted some amazing photos of of Jen, uh, just the amazing transformation from January of this year all the way through right now, October of this year. Listen to this audio feedback, and then what you know while you're listening to it, if you're in front of a computer, go to BiggestLoserPodcast.com, click on Before and After, and look at the photos. And here's what Jen had to say. Hi, Cliff and Father Roderick. This is Jen from Ohio, and I've actually been listening to both your podcasts for a while, and I'm so excited that you guys are doing the Biggest Loser podcast together. I wanted to call in with my goals. Um, just a little history. I decided last year after taking my son on the Polar Express and having a hard time walking down the aisleways of the train that it was time for me to do something about it. So I started immediately last December and starting to work out. Then after a couple surgeries I had to have at the beginning of this year, I was looking at some videos of Christmas time and saw myself and broke down and cried. And that's when I decided to do a full lifestyle change. And now I completely changed my lifestyle. Um, when I started back in December, I was 280 pounds and I'm very happy. I actually weighed myself this morning and I'm down to 230. So that is 50 pounds gone that I no longer have to worry about. I'm still a long way away from my goal. Um, after consulting with my doctor, I my ultimate weight loss goal is to be down to 130 pounds. So right at this point, I'm 100 pounds away from my goal, but it's a lot closer than 150. So I'm still very proud of myself to where I'm at. I To achieve my goals, I've completely changed the way I've eaten and to completely changed the way I think about everything. And I don't call this my diet. I call it my lifestyle change. I eat a sensible breakfast, four to five days a week, depending on my week, I go to the gym and I either walk fast on the treadmill for an hour, or if it's one of the days that I can't be there for a full hour, I do a minimum of 30 minutes on the elliptical machine. Lunch is my biggest meal of the day instead of dinner. I have a fruit for a snack and my dinner is quite small where I usually eat about four ounces of a protein or a meat and about four ounces of a vegetable. And the biggest change for me to do this whole lifestyle change is making the commitment to go to the gym at least four days a week. I do this by tweeting and updating my Facebook profile when I go to the gym, just so I have an extra sense of accountability 
And it's the hardest thing I've done. Some days are harder than others, but it's so rewarding because now I don't crave the sweets and other things that I used to. I don't look for the pop and all the junk I used to eat and I just stay healthy and eat what I need to. So that's my goals. All right. There's a little bit more, but it, it, it goes on for another two minutes or so. Right. So for sake of time. Yeah. Way to go, Jen. Awesome. Yeah. And it's great to see those pictures. And yeah, we, we unfortunately are running out of time here on, on the episode. We've got some more great feedback. And of course, we invite you to send us some more feedback along the way. You know, it could can be a comment on our Facebook fan page or a post on the website, biggestloserpodcast.com. Or you can call the listener feedback number. And what's that number again, Cliff? That number, of course, is area code 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. And by the way, if you go to BiggestLoserPodcast.com, I put a little graphic on the right-hand side. Somebody had said, hey, I went to the website. I was looking for the phone number. I couldn't find it. And so now it's in big, bold print over on the right-hand side of the website, phone number and email address. And by the way, Father Roderick, three of the five Voice feedbacks came from iPhone users who used the voice memo application and emailed in those comments. Very good. So you can also use that if you have an iPhone. Well, to wrap things up, here is the new challenge for next week. As we've told you at the beginning of this podcast, uh, one of the first episodes, uh, from time to time we want to challenge you in order to help you, in order to motivate you to uh, to start moving or to do something or to change your life. And so we've come up with a new challenge and we invite you to try it out and let us know how it goes. And what is the, the, this challenge for this week, uh, Cliff? Uh, the challenge this week is, of course, to um, come up with a food journal to actually sit down each day when you wake up in the morning. And, and can I tell you, this can be something as you, we've actually talked uh, last week or in previous episodes, I'm sure, uh, that I, I use an application for my iPhone to track all the calories, all the foods that I eat, how many yeah. calories, how much exercise I'm doing. Now, there are websites that'll do this and stuff like that, but I just want to tell you that you can get something as simple as a little composition notebook and they even have these little tiny ones that'll fit in your pocket. You just open it up and you write at the top of the, of the page. You just write down, uh, for example, today would be Thursday, October 1st, 2009. And you would write down breakfast. And just write down what you eat and how many calories are in it. And then you go down to the next line, you know, early morning snack. Write down the snack you had, how many calories. Lunch, what you ate. How many calories? And include After- everything, even soda, you know, whatever you drink, everything, write everything down. And if you do that, Jillian promises, and she should know because she, all her contestants have won uh, season after season on The Biggest Loser. Jillian tells her contestants uh, in, in The Biggest Loser, if you start doing a food journal, you will lose twice as much weight as if you uh, as when you, if you didn't do a food journal so take it's not just our advice but it's Jillian uh, Michaels herself who says that if you start a food journal you will lose twice as much weight twice as fast as if you as when you don't uh, write that down so that's going to be our challenge use a food journal and tell us about your experiences even if it's hard uh, we'd like to know and if you've questions you know ask us because we can help because we've we've been there we've done it and it really helped us well that's it unfortunately 
Hopefully for this week, it's been a long episode, but hopefully with a lot of good content that you, that can help you in your journey to becoming a healthier person. Cliff, uh, where can people find you on the web? Just go over to BiggestLoserPodcast.com and in the About page, there is links to both of us on there. So that, that's a great place to find me. Excellent. And we hope to see you online somewhere uh, on the web, uh, either on Facebook or on Twitter or on one of our websites, or perhaps even in one of your reviews on iTunes. Thank you so much for those of you that have taken some time to give us a rating on iTunes and to write to leave a short review. That definitely helps our show to get uh, a, a little bit more visibility on iTunes. So again, thank you for listening and hope to see you next week. And until then, Cliff, uh, be a loser. Be a loser. Bye. Bye.